Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Compliance Life has dealt with the journey to and sometimes from the CCO chair. In this month's episode, I take things on a little bit different path by talking to someone who's been in the compliance trenches for nearly 20 years. My guest this month is Joya Williams. Joya began life as a legal secretary, later became a paralegal, and then moved into compliance. Since 2002 or so, she's been in the compliance field, literally on the front lines in the compliance department at several major energy companies in Houston. I know you'll enjoy this month's episode of The Compliance Life. In this concluding episode four on this month's The Compliance Life Joya Williams talks about her journey through compliance, how you can build your own compliance brand and improve your own compliance skills through certification, continuing research and education, and building a great network. The Compliance Life details the journey to and in the role of a chief compliance officer. How does one come to sit in the CCO chair? What are some of the skills a CCO needs to successfully navigate the compliance waters in any company? What are some of the top challenges CCOs have faced and how did they meet them? These questions and many others will be explored in this new podcast series. The Compliance Life is hosted by Tom Fox and each month he'll present the story of one CCO through four episodes. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and they'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox with our concluding episode on this month's The Compliance Live. As you know, I've been visiting with Joya Williams. Joya has not sat in the CCO chair, but she's been in compliance for uh, going on 20 years, and we've been exploring her journey. It's been a fascinating journey. Uh, We began that journey back at Baker Hughes. then we went to Weatherford, excuse me, uh, Weatherford Transocean, uh, Shell, uh, Chevron, Phillips Chemical, and now Applied Materials. Uh, I guess I should have welcomed you back before I gave that long-winded introduction. So welcome back. Thanks, Tom. I'm glad to be back. So, Joy, I thought we on this episode might sort of uh, reflect back on some of the things you have seen in compliance and. Uh, done, but I wanted to start with, uh, you know, we've known each other for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, maybe a little bit longer, but you are incredibly passionate about compliance. So I wanted to start with the question of um, where, why are you so passionate about the field or profession of compliance? Thanks, Tom. That's a great question. And people ask me that a lot. You know, how, how did you get into compliance? Why compliance? And, you know, I always I always give my confession that, you know, I went into compliance from litigation, kicking and screaming. Um, And then once I learned what ethics and compliance meant and its purpose, that drove my passion. 
And that's, uh, that started after my Enron experience. Um, I worked at Enron, and like so many people uh, in businesses around the world, we all suffered a great loss. And then I landed at Baker Hughes, learned about ethics and compliance, learned more and more about ethics and compliance. And I am, I'm going to use your word evangelist, an evangelist for ethics and compliance. Uh, I try to encourage as many people that I can to enter into ethics and compliance. Uh, my daughter's in healthcare and I've tried to get her to get over to, 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 she's a director for a healthcare clinic and I've encouraged her to get into healthcare compliance. Uh, I just want everybody to know about compliance and understand the importance of compliance. There have been so many lessons learned from compliance um, for people uh, personally and professionally. And I think if people really understood and took the time to uh, learn more about ethics and compliance, then they would speak up more, do more, and engage more in this area of law. Um, I have learned to trust, but verify. You, but you've got to generate trust with people. Um, ethics and compliance allows me to connect with people, to help them with their issues, to help them um, work through problems in the workplace. I'm not a hero or um, or counselor or anything, but I feel like my passion and will to learn and, and know more about ethics and compliance in the various areas in ethics compliance allow me the opportunity to um, get more out of reporters when they call in and they speak up about issues that they're having in the workplace. And I just want more people to learn to trust um, their legal ethics and compliance departments or their chief compliance officer or whoever they can report to or just trust the system that they have been afforded to recall in a report if they don't want to anonymously if they don't want to talk to someone um, personally and I just think it's really important and if people um, create those habits of doing more and saying more then hopefully this world will become a better place and and people will know hey that individual is passionate about ethics and compliance so don't do anything negative around her because he or she is going to speak up and say something and that could you never know what it may may change or it may save a company from falling or keep someone from being injured on a job or keep someone from losing their job and that that's that's why i'm so passionate about ethics and compliance so uh, what do you see as the job opportunities now for someone moving into the compliance arena as opposed to perhaps when you went kicking and screaming <laughs> way back when? Yes, Tom. There are, I believe, more opportunities uh, now than when I went into compliance kicking and screaming um, today uh, because, as you know, um, Educational institutions, healthcare, banking, 
uh, corporations. You know, there have been so many scandals uh, throughout the world um, in all of these different industries. People are beefing up their compliance programs. Uh, and, you know, because of all the FCPA violations and requirements, it's time. And the opportunities are opening up more for ethics and compliance jobs, and especially for paralegals as well, uh, because the attorneys, they can't do all the work and they need support. And I try to encourage uh, as many people that I know to get into this field. If you're looking to do something different, uh, learn something new, try ethics and compliance. I taught out at the San Jack junior college in the paralegal program uh, as an adjunct professor uh, a few years back and I encouraged all of the students uh, to look into ethics and compliance uh, as a career. Uh, I've had a couple of me, a couple still reach out to me on LinkedIn, which I, I'm, I get excited about and I really, really, really try to encourage them to get into ethics and compliance. Well, let's turn now to one role you have, which is outside your work, but it's directly in ethics and compliance. And I wanted to visit with you about, and that's the Greater Houston Business and Ethics Roundtable. Uh, first of all, could you tell us your current role with Gerber and what is Gerber and how does it help uh, the Greater Houston and broader compliance community across the country? Sure, Tom. Uh, I currently serve as the president of Gerber, or Greater Houston Business Ethics Roundtable. And uh, Gerber has been around, Tom, over 20 years now. And it is a professional organization that is dedicated to promoting ethical business practices. And Gerber also serves as a forum for the exchange of information and strategies regarding implementation administration, and conduct of ethical business compliance programs. Uh, I think it's an awesome program uh, to be a part of. I am proud to be president. I have learned so much uh, as a member of Gerber over the years. Uh, Gerber um, hosts many webinars and seminars and also a summer workshop every year. For members only and I have been an active participant for numerous years now and and I love the program because it's not focused on just one area of compliance you get top-notch speakers you get SMEs you get you get taught about hot topics you get speakers who have been in the trenches speakers who have people who've gone to jail uh, for for FCPA violations, you get to hear real live testimonies and real life stories. And it has just been uh, a benefit to me in my career professionally. And I encourage everyone that I meet um, to, to look into joining Gerber. Um, Gerber, like I said, has been around for over 20 years. And we also partner with... Um, another round table in San Antonio and another round table in Dallas as well. So you can engage, you become a member with Gerber. Not only do you get Houston talent, you also get talent from other areas uh, in Texas as well. 
Joya, one of the reasons I wanted to visit with you for this monthly Compliance Life was because of what I see as the somewhat unusual road you've taken and path you've taken. And I wanted to conclude our series by asking you, uh, because I still get this question asked a lot, you know, I don't have a law degree. I, I just don't see what I can do in compliance. Well, you don't have a law degree. And that has not stopped you. So if someone came to you and said, you know, Joya, I don't have a law degree. How can I get into compliance? How do you how do you encourage them? How do you answer that? How do you make clear or, or draw upon your experiences to, to talk about a 20-year-plus career in compliance? Sure, Tom. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to have learned from the brilliance of everyone that I have worked with and for. Uh, and I can honestly say that we've learned from each other as well as, as we've developed, you know, and grown uh, in the area of ethics and compliance. Uh, but I would encourage someone to join Gerber or, you know, get into a network on LinkedIn with compliance professionals if you want to learn and do more in the area of compliance. You got to reach out to people. You got to connect with the people who can connect you where you want to go. And I make that a goal in life to stay connected. Um, people talk about me all the time. They say, you know, everybody in Houston. Well, I try because, you know, I think it's important to network and know people. I have learned so much from the people that I have connected with and I stay connected with. You know, when I was unemployed and I needed a job, what did I do? I reached out to my ethics and compliance network and I say, hey, I'm looking for I'm looking for work. Who do you know? It's important to stay connected. You've got to connect with people through LinkedIn, through organizations like Gerber, Greater Houston Business Ethics Roundtable. You got to get connected. Well, Joya, this has been uh, really, a, for me, a great journey listening to you talk about your journey or a great uh, series for me, and I really want to echo what you said at the end. It's <clears throat> both your technical competence, but it's also your networking, and you network as well as anyone, and you've, you've always laid your own network and your groundwork, and sometimes you can call upon that, as you did uh, when you've been laid off. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, when you told us that story, if you've been in the energy business, you've been laid off. So, no. <laughs> It happens to us all. Uh, me too. So uh, that's that's not a red mark right. against you when you got that riff. It's happened to us all. But what you, you did was you relied on your network. I was one of the people you reached out to, but you reached out to numerous people, and you'd built these relationships over the years. So <clears throat> anyone listening, I would just encourage you to, to get involved, network. There's a wide variety of things you can learn. And I also like... Uh, the point you said, Joya, that it's it's a two-way street of learning. They learn from me, and I learn from them. And everyone's experiences are different, and you Absolutely. working at so many different companies, I think we're able to bring sort of the best of the best uh, along uh, and what, what you saw work. So I wanted to thank you. It's been a lot of fun uh, visiting with you for this series, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at uh, the summer workshop. Thank you, Tom, again for this opportunity. I'm just overwhelmed with you asking me to be a part of your podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we look forward to having you at the Gerber Summer Workshop. Come get that CLE credit. 
Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Compliance Life. I hope you will join me again next week where I take up another episode in The Compliance Life. The Compliance Life is a production of The Compliance Podcast Network. If you would like to be featured on The Compliance Life, please uh, give me an email at uh, tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, if you like this series, please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Any review and rating would definitely help get the word out about the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.